0: And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Well, if you've tried to find a home or to buy or rent lately, you already know that the Bay Area housing is in short supply and that prices continue to rise. But just how bad is the housing crunch and is it ever going to end? Well, an analysis of the latest census data can shed some light on that, and to peel back the layers a little bit, we are joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Eric McGee. He's a senior fellow at the Public Policy Institute of California. He's taken a close look at this and crunched the numbers. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. So so just how far is California falling short when it comes to building enough new housing to meet the demand?,
1: well, thanks for having me. Um yeah, that's a very good question. the uh, The state is definitely behind. Um, It's been behind for quite a while. There was an analysis done by the legislative analyst office about uh, six years ago where they said that the state over the previous 30 years needed to have been building about, you know, 70,000 to 110,000 more homes each year than it had been building. Then they did their analysis up through 2010. Since 2010, we've actually seen a a slowdown in in housing development so it's actually kind of going in the opposite direction of where it needs to go. So I have a geography question for you. We all know that the bay area is among the most expensive places to live in the country, certainly along the coastline as well, but uh, what is the census information showing about traditionally more affordable regions uh, such as the Central Valley and other inland areas? Yeah, so what's been happening is the bay area didn't produce enough housing to to match the demand there. So a lot of the people who might have wanted to live in a place like the bay area, Los Angeles is kind of similar. Are instead, um, moving into the interior, into the central valley to just to the east of the Bay Area, also to the inland empire, just to the east of Los Angeles. And those areas are now seeing big increases in housing values as well. Now they don't have, they're still cheaper than the corresponding place along the coast, but they're definitely seeing a big increase in, in home values because people are moving from the expensive markets to the cheaper markets and driving up the prices in the cheaper markets too.
0: I want to ask you about an apparent disconnect, and that is we're told California's population growth has slowed. We're losing a congressional seat for the first time. If people are really leaving California and fewer are coming in here, shouldn't that start to, at least over time, bring housing prices down? Well, so
1: the first uh, element of that is that the people who are moving out are Lower income, the people who are moving in, such as there are, there are people who are moving in, and the people moving in tend to be higher income. So they are the higher income people who are able to pay the higher home values. But also, just looking at the actual population growth that has happened doesn't necessarily tell you what, what how much population growth we could have. The fact that the price home prices are high is an indicator an indicator that people want to live in California, but many people can't because there isn't enough housing, and so the the people bid up that the houses that are available, and that, um, that prices some people out of the market. So uh, I think the right way to think about this is that uh, a lot of people are moving, moving out of the state because the home prices are high, and a lot of people are not able to move into the state because the home prices are high. So we could actually see um, higher population growth in California if we could build more housing and bring the housing prices down.
0: All right, so the governor has set this ambitious goal of building at least 3.5 million new homes and apartments over the next few years. But is that even possible, and, and would that be enough to close this gap?
1: Well, so it, it it might get you there if you could do it, but it's extremely ambitious goal. Um, as I said, the the amount of housing that we've been developing in the state in the last 10 years is actually um Uh, slow down so we've we've been producing about 70,000 housing uh, units a year in the last 10 years Um, that's not going to get you to three and a half million by 2025 Uh, so it's a it I think it's um, an ambitious goal it it probably would be the right goal given some of the estimates that are out there Uh, but it's 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 just going to be a hard one to to achieve. So based on the trends that you are seeing in these numbers, are you able to extrapolate what the pandemic's impact might be? Supply chain issues, work from home, uh, pattern changes, those sorts of things? Right. Well, so certainly some people have um, found a way to live somewhere else besides California um, and and to, to just zoom in instead, and that may help to bring down some of the pressure over time. Um, we also at PPIC did an analysis a few months ago where we, we noted that but there has actually been there was a real slowdown in, in housing development during the pandemic, but it's kind of ticked back up again. Um, so it would be great if uh, for for the sake of um, housing supply, if that trend continued moving forward, whether that's enough to get us to where we need to be, um, maybe potentially way down the line, but not in the, in the near term.
0: So the state has enacted several new laws to spur housing production. Obviously, they haven't kicked in yet. Do you have thoughts about whether they will be particularly effective?
1: Well, I think they're a step in the right direction, but, uh, you know, sort of the devil's in the details in terms of, um, you know, how they're implemented, how aggressively they're implemented. Uh, And then, you know, there's just there's a a lot of backlog. So there's going to have to be a lot of development um, as opposed to just a, a little bit of an increase in development. There's also, more generally, um, some, some constraints that are hard to get to, to overcome in California. Um, in the Bay Area, for instance, there's a lot of, um, of land that's been protected from development um, to, to, you know, for, for environmental reasons. There's also a lot of land that's hard to build on because it's very hilly. Uh, so, you know, there's, there are some sort of geographic constraints some environmental constraints that will limit the amount of um, housing we can build moving forward. But uh, but certainly some of the steps that the state has been taking are the ones that people have been encouraging them to take. Um, I think there's probably uh, more that can be done, but um, but it's sort of a step in the right direction.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. Obviously, a conversation we've been having in California for a while and we'll continue to have in the years to come. Eric McGee, a senior fellow at the Public Policy Institute of California, which is based here in San Francisco. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. Tomorrow, I think we're going to be talking about this congressional shuffle in the Bay Area. A lot to talk about there. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS.